Well, we've been working through that eighth verse of 1 Peter 3, as those of you who have been with us week after week have known, and today we come to those words, kind-hearted, and then go on to the words, humble in spirit. By the way, I've been reading from the New American Standard. If yours doesn't quite read this way, that's why. Uh, let me go back and read a little bit of this section. We've been talking here about uh, wives in verse 1 being submissive to their own husbands so that even if any of them who are disobedient to the word are disobedient to the word, they may be won without a word by the behavior of their wives. And we were talking about submission, what it meant. Then we went down, of course, to uh, uh, verse 7 where we talked about the husbands that say, you husbands likewise live with your wives in an understanding way. That is to use... Uh, uh, rather than to be ignorant about their wives, to live with them according to knowledge, and in order to get that knowledge, to do some real research about one's wife. And then to live with her as a weaker vessel, that is, one who is to be treated as a fragile vase, with tenderness, with care, with kindness, with consideration. And then we came to this verse, verse 8, that's kind of a summary of the marriage relationship, where he says, to sum up, uh, let all be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted, and humble in spirit, not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead. For you were called for the very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. Now we come to the words kind-hearted. How that's needed in a marriage. Harmony. Oh, yeah, we need a standard that will bring the two of us into, an agree into agreement. That's the scripture. Without the scripture, there can be no harmony in a marriage. Sympathy? Oh, yeah, we need sympathy so that we can enter into another person's joys, enter into another person's sorrows, and enter into them deeply enough to minister to them at that point by bringing some kind of new insight into the picture from the word of God that says, yes, there is hope, even when the other person thinks there isn't. Brotherly, to look on one's gifts and to see that they have a place in the full church of Christ, not just to, to be used only in the home, even though that is a prime concern and takes the place of precedence in a marriage. And brotherly, in that we are to treat one another not only as we would treat uh, 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 not only as husbands and wives, whatever that means, but that means that we are to treat them also as Christians, as brothers and sisters are treated. And sometimes some of those things we do for others that we recognize are brothers and sisters, we fail to do even for our own husbands or wives. So that we have to recognize that our husbands and wives are brothers and sisters too in Christ and to treat them as we would treat brothers and sisters. But kind-hearted, there comes so much there is so much in that word that we can't even begin to unpack it. Kind-heartedness. Well, we're hard with each other, hard-hearted toward one another so often, aren't we? Instead of being tender-hearted or kind-hearted, instead of being kind, we are cruel. Hard and cruel is what we see so often as the rule in a Christian home. It's a tragedy because it ought not to be known even among the Gentiles, but it's known even among Christians. There are Christians who lose their tender-heartedness and their kindness for one another. They kind of grow, uh, grow uh, flat in their thinking and in their feeling toward one another. But this word speaks about an emotional response that grows out of an understanding of the other's needs, that grows out of that sympathy it grows out of understanding that the other person is a brother or sister in Christ. 
and trying to treat that other one as a brother or sister would be treated. It grows out of trying to bring harmony into the home by conforming one's own wishes and desires and and, uh, interests to what God says in his word rather than trying to conform a partner to what one wants that other one to do for him or to be for him or her. Kind-heartedness comes out of these things, but it's a little bit different for any one of them, from any one of them. It means to be alive to the other person. It means to have a, a real concern that's constantly there, aware of the other person, not just simply uh, taking the other person for granted. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes uh, familiarity uh, breeds contempt, but even when it doesn't breed contempt, it often breeds a kind of nonchalant attitude toward the other person, and probably that's more frequent than the contempt. Familiarity, you see, can take the edge off of a kind-hearted attitude. Instead of growing kinder every day and, and more understanding and more willing to, to give and more willing to do things to be a blessing and a help to the other, sometimes we begin to just forget We just forget what the other person is like and what the other person's needs are. We take them for granted. We become hard-hearted toward them so that we don't hear what they are really saying to us. We only hear the words and we take them simply at face value. We don't hear the deep uh, undertones or the overtones that are being echoed around the words that are being spoken. So often, one party will say something and mean a great deal more. But the person who is flat, the person who is lethargic toward the other, the person who no longer has his sensitivities tuned into the other person will not hear it. And that's part of what not being kind-hearted is all about. And being kind-hearted conversely means to be well-tuned to the other person's needs and, and concerns. But it also means that when a problem arises, that there is a willingness to solve it. Probably that's the basic and fundamental meaning of the word. The idea here is that uh, here are two people and something happens and a difficulty arises between them. Instead of hard words being spoken and nasty attitudes accruing and uh, failure and unwillingness to forgive, the person is to be ready to forgive, ready to understand, A kind-hearted person is one who puts the best construction upon another's words or acts rather than the worst construction upon it. A kind-hearted person is the one who is willing to be reconciled quickly and sues for reconciliation, makes every attempt to pursue peace in the marriage instead of carrying it on and on and on and not giving in uh, even when the other one is willing to admit his or her uh, sin and failure and seeks forgiveness, not willing to forgive not willing to be tender and kind-hearted about such issues. How about you? Your heart grown kind of hard and crusty? Think about your heart. Where are you going to see what your heart is like? Well, one of the best ways to learn about your heart is through your words. Jesus said, out of the heart comes. And then he spoke about all the horrible things that a person does and says. You look at your words. And then look at your actions. How have you been treating your partner in that marriage? Said some pretty hard things to him or to her recently? Some of the words had a kind of knife-like edge on them? 
some of your tones of speech been uh, anything but loving? How about some of the things you've neglected to do that you used to do for one another that have just kind of grown out of the marriage that really you ought to continue to do? How about some of the things that you ought not to be doing that you've done in order to get even, to be spiteful or nasty? Here's where you're going to find out whether you're kind-hearted or not. The heart is the source of actions and words. The heart is the source of those things that you continue to wallow around in in your mind. Maybe you've even said to yourself at times, I could just wring his neck off. Or, boy, I wish, I wish somehow she'd get hit in an automobile accident and that would be the end of her. That's not kind-heartedness. And that kind of thing needs to be repented of. Lord, we pray that there shall be true repentance and a tender, kind spirit in many homes as a result of hearing this word from your scripture. For Christ's sake, amen.